the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the third season of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. We're so glad that you're here. This season of the podcast features weekly interviews with professional singers of all genres and backgrounds, in addition to featuring experts who provide support services for singers. Join us each week for great information to move your career forward. Keep in touch with us via social media. We want to hear from you. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I am so excited today. I have a wonderful woman with me. Um, she has been a staple at the Merritt School of Music since 1982. Uh, and I just am delighted that she's consented to join us today. Her name is Duffy Adelson. Hi, Duffy. How are you today? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I am just delighted to have you. This is Absolutely fantastic. You know, I, I have had a uh, long awareness about the Merritt School of Music. Um, one of the women who graduated from my undergraduate college was the wife of my professor. He was uh, my theory professor, my choir director, my conducting professor, and his name was Richard Monaco. And his wife, Anne Monaco, was involved with the Merritt School from, a, from the very early stages. So I've been aware of the school and the wonderful work that has, uh, has gone on there and the amount of growth that has uh, happened with the school. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, first, tell us, how did you get involved with music? Are, are you a musician yourself? I am a rusty musician, indeed. <laughs> um, yes, I play the flute and the viola. Wonderful. Uh, you know, I uh, as, as far back as I can remember, when I was a very little person, I was my ears were filled with music and mm. I was lucky that my home was filled with music. Mm -hmm. I had uh, two parents who were not musicians at, at all, had never taken any music lessons, but just adored, especially classical music, and filled the home with um, music 24-7. Wow. So I was lucky in that respect and just um, have never had a moment when a tune was not floating through my head. Wow. That so is so I, interesting. I, yes. Um, so I started formally in the band program at school mm -hmm. um, when I was young, which is the way a lot of people get started. Mm -hmm. 
in our country when they're lucky enough to have programs like that in their schools, yep. uh, those who do. You're right. And went from there. That's fantastic. So did you go on to college in music or did you choose a different yeah. path? You did. I did. I was a music education major at Lawrence University. Wow. And um, it was a very formative place for me. I would say that the, 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 the culture of that conservatory at Lawrence was such that um, they had a, a special recipe that combined rigor and nurturing in a way mm -hmm. that when I became eventually in charge of Merritt School of Music, that I tried to replicate um, um, because I think it was so formative and transformational for me. Yeah. And I think it has been for our kids at Merritt as well. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Well, you certainly have built quite a legacy at the Merritt School and throughout Chicago. So, so you're no longer working there. Tell us, tell us your involvement now and, and what you're doing with your time now. Sure. I retired in uh, 2015 from Merritt, but remain very closely attached uh, as a life trustee and uh -huh. go to events and board meetings. And we just had a wonderful gala where we saw lots of our wonderful kids perform. So and I'm involved in various other ways there too, but all as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And let me add that uh, one of my greatest joys in life is to stay connected with so many Merit alums yeah. uh, who are all over the world now doing magical things. Yes. And who keep telling me every week, almost a week doesn't go by when I don't hear from at least one alum oh. who tells me that they're, that the experience was so formative for them and has really set them on the path they're on. And there are many different paths, many in music, but many in other, you know, any area you can imagine. Mm -hmm. so I can that's imagine. A great joy for me. And yeah, you know, uh, people, people used to ask me, do you have any children? And I say, yes, I have 6,000 children. <laughs> and, and I do feel, continue to feel that they're, they're my kids in a way. That's fantastic. Um, so I'm very, I stay very involved there. I'm also um, serving at the moment as board chair for Chicago High School for the Arts, which I know you have had a great yes. part in your life. And that's another magical place. Yes, it and is. So these are both places where, I ta talent is everywhere. Talent is equally distributed uh, in this universe, or at least in this world. But what isn't always available is opportunity to develop talent. And so That's right. to be involved with schools like these, like Shy Arts and like Merritt School of Music, yeah. gives us a, a, a sacred opportunity, really, to provide those opportunities for kids who are so gifted and talented, and many of whom may not have the wherewithal on their own to find opportunities to develop yes. their, their gifts. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important. So important to just give them the exposure to the opportunity to play an instrument and to really become accomplished at it. You guys have produced some of the leading orchestral players on the scene today. Uh, tell us about some of them. I know about Anthony McGill, I'm, you know, that he's an alumnus of Merritt. Uh, and, yes. and I have an interesting thing to tell you. Over the winter, I was in Orlando, Florida, and uh, happened to have an opportunity to see Anthony McGill play with the Orlando Philharmonic. Oh, yes. And he played the Joseph de Bologna, Le Chevalier de Saint-Georges, violin concerto in A major, transcribed for clarinet. And it was oh, just yes. fabulous. It was fabulous. Fantastic. He's, he's, 
Well, he's just um, an amazing individual in every yes. way. His his artistry is just beyond compare. Yes. Of course, I know I'm biased, but <laughs> since others have said that as well, I feel that I can chime in. And he, but he's also just a tremendous human being, and he spreads his goodness through his music and through his humanity everywhere he goes. Um, as does his brother, who also yes. studied for um, some years at Merritt, Damari. Mm -hmm. Damari, yes. Buddhist yeah. of the Seattle Symphony, and and is also just an incredible human being uh, and artist. And in that same Seattle Symphony, we have Noah Geller, concertmaster, who spent many years at Merritt School of Music. So wow. um, those are just a few, but we have musicians across the country and beyond um, playing in different orchestras and singing. You know, Wonderful. we're very proud of, since the get-go of, um, you know, our, the voice program we've had at the school. So mm -hmm. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yes. a wonderful, wonderful legacy. So tell me how your interest in, in arts administration uh, came <laughs> about. <laughs> well, I thought I was going to be a teacher. I planned to be a teacher my whole career. And I was a teacher for about 12 or maybe a few more years. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, what I discovered was I have very high standards for mm -hmm. teachers, very, very high. I, teaching is such, it's a, like a sacred profession to me. Yeah. And I, I um, have always held my own teachers, my own faculty, I think, you know, held up the highest standards and celebrated mm -hmm. our teachers who've done great things for our students because nothing is more important. Yes. But um, interestingly, what I, I concluded that I myself could not meet my own high standards. There's, <laughs> there's, there's one piece of being a teacher that requires tremendous study of the pedagogy, yeah. tremendous devotion to that. Yeah. And I think we can all, and I was certainly one of those who got better and better and added to my bag of tricks, and that's really important. And then there's another piece of being a teacher that's probably God-given. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. It has to do with many intangible things that, you know, if you want to truly rise beyond being a good teacher to being a great one, um, that you also need to have that almost indescribable, indescribable aspect. Mm -hmm. And then, then combining those two things, you can be a magic maker. Mm -hmm. You can be a transfer. So what I discovered accidentally, and I can tell you how in a minute, um, I discovered that I could add more to my uh, goal of providing these opportunities for kids, which is one piece of my goal anyway, mm -hmm. by being the facilitator. And when I think of administration, I think the word really is facilitator. Mm -hmm. Because you want to make life as easy and smooth as possible for your teachers yeah. so that they are unburdened by barriers and obstacles and everything else, and they can work their magic and they can mm. just concentrate on being a teacher in the classroom. And I discovered I had more power in that respect probably than I did at the front of the classroom. Wow, that's interesting. It was it was very astute of you to recognize that and then to be able to employ those skills in such a way that you know, look at the merit school, <laughs> you know. I mean that's that is well, just it's fabulous. As we all I think do, I've shared that 
learning that I had with many, many students over the years. The idea is to really discover what your, where your talents lie and That's then right. align those with your goals, That's with right. your big life goals, right. and maybe carve out something unique mm-hmm. so that you can align those things. And then you can really go to town, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but I, there was a point um, in 1987 where our co-founder at Merit, Alice Felzer, had uh, lost her only staff member. We were a teeny little organization back mm-hmm. then in the in the early mid 80s, and even not so big in the well. By 1987, we were a little bigger, but still small. Mm-hmm. So she only had one staff member working with her at the time who had to leave, move to another city. Mm -hmm. And she said, I had just left a a full-time teaching job. And she said, well, and I'd already been teaching at Merit since 1982 on the weekends and the nights, Mm -hmm. weeknights. And she said, Duffy, if you just sit here and answer the phone for me while I find a new assistant and you find yourself your next job, that would really help me. And mm-hmm. and I was still teaching it, as I said, on the weeknights and weekends. So I sat there next to her and answered the phones and couldn't help listening in because we had a little teeny space. We're practically on top of one another. <laughs> yeah. So I also could hear every conversation she had. And being, I guess, who I am, I would, you know, politely slide into her office afterwards and say, oh, I heard you were just talking about the could we consider doing this or that or the next wow. thing with that? And she was very nice and kind and let me, you know, kind of barge into things that way. And before I knew it, I hadn't left. Um, wow. And I then took on many other responsibilities over time and wow. um, and had the chance to work with her for a couple of years before she retired and then I took mm-hmm. over. Wow. And so that was a, a, a really a wonderful opportunity to work with one of our founders. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. And I understand that you are the recipient of the 2019 Alice Felser Award for Distinguished Service to the Arts. Tell us about that. That is fabulous. Well, thank you. That was quite an honor. That's a, a, a an award a recognition that Merit bestows on on an individual or a couple every year at the gala. Mm -hmm. In fact, they just had a gala two nights ago, and another awardee was um, given that wonderful award. And it was, it was, it was on our 40th anniversary and it was very, very meaningful to me. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. So tell me how many students are involved with the Merit School today, (laughs) approximately? Um, I would say about 2,500. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's because great. Because Merit has programs on site. They ha- we have our own home in the West Loop. Okay. And also um, around the city in, <clears throat> excuse me, schools and community centers. That's wonderful. Um, where we start kids at the elementary level and, wow. and uh, give them an opportunity then to come downtown if they're interested in continuing uh, into our Alice S. Felser uh, tuition-free conservatory. It's a completely oh. free program on Saturdays. It's the most advanced program that Merit offers yeah. to um, around 300 students or so yeah. every Saturday. And they take a whole curriculum of uh, classes, including music theory, ensembles, both large and chamber size, um, yeah. instrumental technique classes, electives, performance assemblies every week. Uh, master classes and that kind of thing. 
Wow. That's a wonderful program. Brings students in from the whole region. It's so wonderful. Chicago neighborhood and the region. Wow. Wow. I remember, uh, you know, when I was teaching at Shire Arts, a number of the students uh, would go to that Saturday program. And they, you know, they were just, you know, what, what a wonderful opportunity for kids who, who love their instrument and want to, to have a career playing their instrument. I mean, you, you can't beat it. It's fantastic. It is. And, and one of the most powerful things, obviously, it, it, the, the instruction is, is transformational. Mm-hmm. Uh, these kids are working with incredible specialists in their yeah. instrument. And, you know, um, and, and they, they have the opportunity, as they do at Shy Arts, they, at Merritt, they also have the opportunity to work with a whole range of artist teachers. Mm-hmm. So unlike the experience that many kids have, in, if they are lucky enough to have music training, um, where they're working with maybe one or maybe two, a band director and a private teacher, mm-hmm. let's say, or, or a, a choral director and a maybe a private vocal teacher. Mm-hmm. At, at, in schools like Merritt and Shy Arts, they're working with a whole group of, of artists. Right. They get to know right. different artistic personalities, different artistic mm-hmm. perspectives are shared. Yes. So that's um, amazing. But then probably even the most amazing piece, I think, for the kids is the peer group. Because all of a sudden, they're not, in many cases, not always, of course, but many of our kids I found over the years at Merritt came from um, neighborhoods and schools where they were the only one who had such a burning passion for music. Yes. And it felt like an outsider. They mm-hmm. come to a place like Merritt, all of a sudden they're surrounded by an incredible peer group yeah. who all share that same passion and celebrate and lift up one another. It's wonderful. And that yep. is very powerful. And particularly um, for the least advantaged, I would say, of, of our kids, because sometimes kids don't come from a place where they're supported mm-hmm. um, in their own homes. neighborhood environment. Yeah. Or in their own homes, you know, and I mean, sometimes in their yeah. own homes, sometimes. Yeah. And in a place like, like Merritt, the peer group pro- can provide mm-hmm. um, a validation, the, a validation of their interests yes. and their love of music. It's fabulous. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it gives them the courage often to stay the course and not quit. Yeah. To yeah. stay with it and keep going, and it gives them a perspective on where this could take them. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. That I think kids who fall in love with something like music, they need um, to understand the pathway. How do you get from where I'm sitting in the audience to, if I hear you singing on the stage, oh, my God, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's step one is right. getting somebody excited and <laughs> falling in love. Right. But then what do I do to sound like you? Right. It's right. a whole long pathway. It is a whole long pathway. You're right. Whole long pathway. Yeah. Somebody needs to lead you down that pathway. Yeah, that's right. And another thing about the, the kids that are working together at Merritt and at Shy Arts is that they're building a network that yeah. will be a great thing for them later in their lives, you know, as everybody goes out or many of them go out and have professional careers. You know, it's great. I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that most of our kids don't realize until they're long graduated and right. then they, they realize how incredibly precious that network yeah. is that they started to build then. That's right. And that's how right. important it is, right? Yeah, that's great. So if students are interested in the Merritt School, please tell us how they can sign up, what the process for admission is, what what they would need to do. 
well, if they go to meritmusic.org, mm-hmm. uh, all small letters, and M-E-R-I-T music.org, um, they'll see all the different classes that are available. T- tomorrow, for example, we have a wonderful a program called Allegre Strings, Allegre mm-hmm. Suzuki Strings, based on the Suzuki method, but with an, an infusion of repertoire from um, the Latin wow. traditions and, and other traditions these years, but it was started with the Latin music from the Latin traditions. And we've got hundreds and hundreds of students who are performing tomorrow um, wow. and our Stringtacular as part of that program. Um, so you will see on the website the many programs that are offered, private lessons and all the different group classes in the conservatory. And the conservatory requires an audition, mm-hmm. but the other programs do not. That's so, wonderful. Um, and you'll see a phone number also there that you that That's great. You yeah, that is absolutely fantastic. Well, Duffy, I thank you so, so much for joining me today. And we will put all of the information, website, phone number, and all of that in our show notes so that if students want to uh, come to the Merit School and, and avail themselves of your wonderful offerings, they'll be able to do that. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Absolutely. Very special. Thank you. Thank you, Duffy. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Okay, good. Bye. Thank you. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's Performance Ear Training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berklee College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. Good news, we're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.